So, well, Emma and I recently watched a show called Eco Challenge, the world's toughest race. There's 66 teams from around the world competing um, to see who can finish a race the fastest or even finish it all. Um, and this race is over 500 kilometers across all of Fiji. They have to bike, hike, paddle, climb, swim, um, and navigate difficult terrain. And it takes some of the teams 11 days to finish. Um, it's 11 days of nonstop moving and working to finish. And oftentimes they only sleep a few hours every night. So 11 days of being sleep, sleep deprived and pushing yourself beyond a state of sheer exhaustion. So is our spiritual life supposed to mirror that? Is our relationship with God and life God has laid out for us meant to be a nonstop battle and fight of grit and determination to keep going and work harder for his kingdom? Today we're going to talk about the Sabbath and the story of my family practicing the Sabbath. We're going to talk about the what and the why and the how of the Sabbath. Um, and my hope and prayer is that you feel refreshed in the truths about who God is and also challenged um, to take seriously God's command for us to rest. And with that, Emma is going to talk about, for a few minutes, of what got our family interested in the Sabbath and what it's like for our family to celebrate. Yeah, so about five years ago, if you would ask me what I thought Sabbath meant, uh, I would have said Sunday afternoon nap and maybe a good dinner. Like that's... Oh, and like go to worship uh, gathering in the morning. Or like the extreme of like, I heard of those people who like don't use electricity or like don't drive cars on Sabbath, you know? So I'm like, okay, well, I don't really, I guess we could do the nap and the good dinner. <laughs> um, but then, and I also always felt like it's just this religious discipline that I'm failing at. Like I probably should figure it out. Um, but then I came across a book by Ruth, she has a middle name, Ruth Haley Barton, called Sacred Rhythm. It was about five years ago, so it was before we grew to a family of four. Um, it was just Nick and I at the time. And um, in it, we found this invitation from God of like, how, instead of like, this is the Sabbath and you need to keep it holy, like this kind of almost hearing it as like a dictator from God, like a command. Um, it was more of an invitation. Like, I read it for the first time as an invitation. Like, don't you want my goodness? Like, don't you want my rest that I'm offering you? Like, I, I want this for you, and I'm inviting you into it, which felt so radically different to, like, oh, I have to do this thing, um, and it's supposed to be good for me, but, like, I had missed the heart of it. Um, so we brought a show and tell. So in that time, Nick and I came together, like, okay, after reading this, you know, reading scripture on Sabbath, reading this this book, and then coming together, like, how can we, as a family, come up with a vision or mission statement for Sabbath and what it looks like in our family? So we we have this sign, and we don't put it up. I can hear you a little bit. Um, we don't put it up every week. But actually, this this opportunity is reminding us, like, oh, yeah, we have that sign. We just start putting up that other one. So it says, across the top, it says, God is in control, so we don't have to be. And then it has uh, Isaiah 58, 13. Are you, do you have that in here? I think you do. No, I don't. Oh, here's an extra scripture. Call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable. 
Then we wrote underneath, rest has been given as a gift, and we receive it with thankfulness. We believe God has given us an abundance of time to accomplish what he has called us to. We believe God runs the universe and submit to his control. Sabbath helps rest permeate all of our lives. And then we wrote, like, things we like to do on Sabbath around. Time with God, slowing down, play, connecting with others, practicing contentment and thankfulness, reading, quiet and spacious places, create, open home, naps. See, that's still made in it. And good food. Time outside and explore. So, with that, I'll give it over to Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, come over here. Let's go find Carol. Okay. So for our, thank you, Emma. So for our family, so I hope that gives you a picture of a, a little bit of what that looks like. And I'll talk about it again at the end. We get it twice. Um, for our family, we found that Saturday is our best day for rest. Um, you might find that there's a different day in the week. If you work, happen to work Saturday, Sunday, it might be a different day that you practice the Sabbath. But for us, Saturday is the best day. Um, Rebecca loves the Sabbath, too. Do you love the Sabbath, Rebecca? Yeah. Um, we talk about it every week. Uh, Saturday is the Sabbath. She's always excited um, that it's the Sabbath. So here's some things that she said about it. Yay, it's the Sabbath. I like being silly with my papa on the Sabbath. I like to, this is surprising, I like to rest and enjoy the goodness that God has made for us. That's what she said. And I like not working or helping with chores. So those are all things she said. Um, that's great. What, what are our kids learning about God through practicing the Sabbath? That he is good, that he's worthy of praise, um, that he values fun and rest, and that he's kind. So all things they're learning. So those are good things learned. Um, so we live in a society where we have the concept of a weekend. Um, thank God it's Friday, right? TGIF. Um, so we have two Sabbath days, right? So that means, uh, raise your hand if you think our society has perfected resting. No. <laughs> no, we have not. Right? Everyone, most everyone we know uses words like busy and tired to describe their life. If you ask them how they're doing, right? Um, how we tre- I think how we treat rest is closely linked to our view of God and his purpose for our life. What our world strives for requires greater and greater levels of striving. <clears throat> we are the most prosperous people ever to live, and yet we continue to feel overwhelmingly anxious and jealous of what other people have. Uh, we strive for bigger homes, better cars, more money, better vacations, more and better romantic relationships, more fame, more importance, more significance. Even though most of us get two days off a week from work, we tend to fill our time off with busyness, house projects, side jobs, shopping, cleaning, traveling, events, sports, and so much more. But Psalm 46:10 says, cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. There's a connection there between knowing God, praising him, and ceasing the striving. So let's explore that. Uh, my first scripture reading uh, is from Exodus 28 through 11, and that is when the law is given to the Israelites. So remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. 
but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So the Sabbath is this tradition, this concept of one day off a week. In the Jewish tradition, it begins on the on Friday night when the sun goes down, and then it ends when the sun goes down Saturday night. So it's not just like midnight on Friday night to midnight Saturday night. It's sundown to sundown. Um, Friday, they would prep so they wouldn't need to do any work on Saturday. Everything was already done. Um, no food gathering or making. No fixing your house. No tending your fields. Uh, it's a day of rest. It's supposed to be a reset in our busy lives. Notice as well, the Sabbath is closely tied to who God is. It's not just this command from nowhere. Um, he made everything in six days, and then he rested on the seventh. Well, is this a command that God takes seriously? Is this an important commandment for the Israelites to follow? What do you think? Yeah, okay. The next passage explains that. So this is Numbers 15, 32, or verses 15 through 36. This is when the Israelites are in the wilderness, wandering around, and not yet entered the promised land. So while the Israelites were in the wilderness, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. They could just stop there, right? It's not, that's not really that big of a deal, right? We pick up sticks probably, right, on the Sabbath. Um, but those who found him gathering in the woods, or gathering the wood, brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly. They brought him to the whole assembly and kept him in custody because it was not clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man must die. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death, as the Lord commanded Moses. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty important command if the penalty for breaking it is death. Um, well, are we still expected to follow the Sabbath today? Let's, uh, let's explore how Jesus engaged with the Sabbath. This is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verse 23 through 27. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples walked along. They began to pick some of the heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God, and he ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for the priest to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So Jesus points out that the Sabbath was made for us. Not only that, but Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. He's in charge of the Sabbath. What do you think? Should we still practice observing the Sabbath? Why did God command that we observe a weekly day of rest? What does that reveal about him? How exactly is it tied to who he is? Those are questions we'll answer. So let's continue our discussion. Um, We've been talking about the four G's over the course of the last two months here, Sunday mornings. Um, Those are four truths about who God is. They all start with the letter G, right? That's why they're called the four G's. So it's God is good, glorious, great, and gracious. Each one of these truths applies to the Sabbath. That God values, rest, reveals much about who he is, who we are, 
in our relationship with him. And the ones that stood out most obviously, obviously to me about this were good and great. Um, but as I thought about it, all of them, I think, are really closely woven in to who he is. So I'm going to talk about all of them. So we'll start with God is great. That means that he is powerful. He's great. When we talk about Alexander the Great, that means he was this really powerful person who accomplished amazing things. So God is great. It means he is powerful to accomplish his will. He is a mighty king that is in control. And he's trustworthy. So how does that apply to the Sabbath? Well, God is a good provider, which means we can rest on the Sabbath knowing that there is enough. We don't have to constantly be striving to fill our entire schedule with busyness um, just to get by. We don't have to orient our whole lives around working just to be sure there's enough. The second thing about God being great is he is in control and he is for us, which means we can trust him with our needs. So God knows what we need before we even ask. He created us with needs and has no problem meeting those needs. Psalm 23 describes God as bringing us this is a great picture of a, sh- a shepherd with sheep, but bringing us to green pastures. It's kind of we're in a green pasture here. And quiet waters. And I guess we have quiet waters over there, too. Um, he cared for the Israelites in the desert by bringing manna, the food from heaven. Literally means, what is it? Uh, food from heaven. Um, there was extra on Friday, so they could gather that on Friday and not have to go out for food on Saturday. So that's God is great. God is good. That means we can enjoy him for who he is. Um, he, that, that was a sermon last week about God is good. He creates, uh, he creates and gives us good things to enjoy. And we don't need to look for things apart from God or not of God um, for satisfaction. Um, because he's the only one that truly satisfies. The Bible uses words like rich, abundant, overflowing um, to describe who God is. And so the truth about God is good as it applies to the Sabbath. God's way is perfect, so we can orient our lives around him and his way. But we can orient our lives around God's will and the Sabbath, rather than around work. We need to change how we live the rest of the week so that we can actually follow the Sabbath and engage in the Sabbath. And there's this fear that we'll miss out if we're resting or not working. But um, we won't miss out, or rather more fully enjoy who God is in our relationship with him. So that is God is good. So God is glorious. That means he's most worthy of praise. If he's most important, it means his opinion for us of who we are is most important. And at first you might think, well, how does that apply to resting one day a week? But I think that God loves us, he delights in us, he's our defender, and which means we don't have to strive, we don't have to work so hard um, to endlessly, or we don't have to work endlessly for, to please other people and to have them have high opinions of us. The Sabbath means that we can rest from all that. Uh, we can rest from trying to earn approval um, by what we accomplish. We can live a life oriented around our relationship with him rather than trying to please um, and earn the approval of other people. So that's God is glorious. So God is gracious, the last of the four G's. He loves us and provides for us, even though our sin 
demands completely the opposite of that. Um, God gives us more. This is the, the truth. God gives us more than we deserve so we can rest knowing that he accepts us. We don't have to work hard to earn, just like we don't have to work hard to earn others' approval, we don't have to work hard to earn God's approval. So it's okay to rest. And that's what the Sabbath is about, is resting. We can cease striving and know that he is God. We are protected under the shadow of his wings. That's imagery the Bible uses. Um, We can rest. Or when we rest, it demonstrates that we are okay with God. We're resting knowing that we're safe with him. We don't have to work harder. Uh, There's not more that we have to do to earn his approval or acceptance. The Sabbath is not about completing a demanding spiritual obstacle course um, to prove we are worthy of God's love. And our life isn't about that either. Uh, my, my beginning, I opened with that TV show uh, about the marathon adventure race. The Sabbath reminds us that our relationship with God is primarily about what he did for us through Jesus. Um, it's not any sort of gritty, all-out, exhausting battle that we have to fight um, for, for him to earn his love or approval. So, as you can see, the concept of rest and the Sabbath flow effortlessly from who God is. Everything about him is about, um, it, it flows naturally about the, the Sabbath. He is kind, strong, forgiving, loving, worthy of the highest praise. Um, a life with him is not one of ceaseless and brutal striving, um, but of resting in what he's done for us. We are filled up by him, and we pour out that same love on others. So that is a bit of how the four G's are connected to who God is. And I want to share a bit about what it looks like in our family to practice the Sabbath. Emma shared a little bit with our little sign that we made. So we have a saying in our family, which is delight in the Sabbath. Um, So celebrating the Sabbath looks like delighting in good things. So we delight in good food and things that are fun and good adventure in time with people we enjoy, and even blessing others. Uh, We create, explore, and most importantly, rest. The Sabbath should look different from any other day of the week. Um, It's a day of fun and rest and connecting with God. At the end of the Sabbath, we should feel rest and peace. Um, A big thing about the Sabbath is being outside, and that's what we enjoy. I'm enjoying creation. Psalm 19 says that the heavens declare the glory of God. So being outside like this, we're more connect with who God is through his creation. We enjoy things that tell us about who he is, like the the heavens or nature. Um, So we go for a walk, or a hike, or we sit by the lake, or we feel the wind. We enjoy the warmth of the sun or the coolness of the shade. Uh, We observe the trees and the animals. Uh, We hear the sounds. Being outside helps us to slow down and connect with God. In preparing for this testimony, I actually realized that we don't make connecting with God a big enough priority on the Sabbath. Um, We've been doing better about delighting in what God has made, um, but less in Him. Um, So we'll need to work that out uh, to make that happen in our family. Uh, It might look like singing songs together. Um, Emma's been playing the guitar. We've been enjoying that on other days, but not making intention on the Sabbath. Um, It might look like reading the kids' Bible together as a family. 
It might look like being intentional about connecting. What are we doing on the Sabbath to who God is? We're, we're outside because God made creation and we can enjoy it. We're taking a nap because God made this day for us to rest, whatever that looks like. And it probably looks like spending time in prayer and reading scripture um, for Emma and I. So what does practicing the Sabbath not look like? Uh, shopping is one thing. We try to avoid shopping. Shopping communicates that we don't have enough, that we need more. Um, it engages a part of us that strives for more. Um, and we expose ourselves to all sorts of kinds of advertising that shouts at us that we're not enough, that we need more, um, that this world's all about having more and more and more. Um, and again, the truth about this is God is a good provider. I have all that I need. I don't have to go shopping. Um, avoiding work. We try not to work on the Sabbath. Um, for us, that typically looks like avoiding house projects um, or chores, as Rebecca would say. She's very excited that that's true about the Sabbath. Um, we, pre- we, we still prepare for meals and clean up for meals, but that's about all we try to do. Um, we do get tempted to do house projects. We have to draw the line between, is this like an hours-long thing that will, that will wear us out, or is it like a quick, like, this is fun and creative? Um, engages our, our sense of creativity. Um, and now that Emma and I are both working from home, um, we have to be extra careful that we don't work on Sabbath because there's not that natural barrier anymore. Um, the truth about the Sabbath, the truth about who God is, um, for this part, is God is in control. I can trust that my needs will be met even if I don't work today. And that's why we try to avoid working on the Sabbath. Um, Sabbath is also, um, what it looks like for us is minimizing technology. So we try to limit our engagement in technology on the Sabbath um, and instead try to just be with each other um, and explore God's creation. Uh, We talk about how we are really doing, what's really going on. We've found that um, sometimes Emma will ask or one of us will ask, like, oh, let's watch TV. Like, well, is that really going to help us feel how we need to feel or want to feel? Do we really feel, after we're done watching TV, oh, that was awesome, I just feel so rested and I can just go up and do everything. No, it's usually the opposite. Um, We find that watching TV or being on our phones isn't really that restful. Um, So we prefer to nap or play a game or go to bed early um, or just talk instead. Um, And the truth about who God is is that he's the most satisfying. Um, I can enjoy him and the good things he gives. So I could summarize all of this. It would be that work is most important, or sorry, work is important, but life is not all about what we do and and what we accomplish. Um, Our relationship with God is what matters most. That's what the Sabbath reveals, I think. Um, I felt challenged when preparing for this of how I could better lead our family in, in engaging with the Sabbath. Um, I hope you feel challenged as well to take this seriously. Um, I hope you are encouraged as well by the truths about who God is, um, his kindness, his power, his generosity, um, his care for us. Um, our scripture reading this morning was from Matthew 11, 28 through 30. That's how Mitch uh, opened the time um, for this. Um, and I like the way that the message version, uh, message translation poetically uh, translates this, this passage. So this is part of it. So this is Jesus talking. Um, or their translation of Jesus talking, that I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. 
Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Emma and I really like that phrase, the unforced rhythms of grace. Um, The Sabbath is meant to reflect a life with Jesus that is not burdensome, um, but it's an unforced, you don't have to force it, a rhythm of grace. Uh, When we allow ourselves to be filled up by his love through practicing restful rhythms, uh, the love we receive will more naturally flow onto others. Um, We will love by his unlimited power, not by our limited power. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We, we praise you that you are a God who so abundantly gives to us um, that our life is not about what we do ultimately, but it's about what you did for us, and it's about us enjoying that and celebrating that and resting in that. We confess that there are so many things that get in the way of celebrating the Sabbath, all the busy demands of life, of families, of work, and we ask for your help in slowing down and celebrating your goodness and enjoying um, who you are on the Sabbath. And we look forward to um, growing in this area with your help. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.